Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Empowered by My Struggle, episode, I mean, season two, episode nine of our Empowered by My Struggle uh, podcast. I had to come to you all and share with you um, what is fresh on my mind. Because I feel that if I share it later on, um, I'll probably done forgot it and won't be able to talk about it in the way that I need to talk about it um, right now. So y'all know that we are, um, I'm taking season two of the podcast to talk about different shows because um, there's nothing... um, that I love more than growing from what I watch on television and uh, coming to some realizations about life in general, even from watching uh, television and watching other people's love and growth and relationship process. And so I have been sharing with you all some things that came to my mind and some personal uh, growth things that I have done through watching uh, these shows. Now, we are about to talk about the same show in two consecutive episodes. Why? Because I got to. <laughs> I got to. I got to. Um, we are about to talk about Ready to Love again. Okay. Uh, I just finished watching the episode, and I just finished, um, you know, looking at what went on. First of all, let me just say, um, one of the characters on there, um, one of the people on there lost her sister very, very unexpectedly, and she had to leave the process um, because... um, of that loss and she needed to be with her family. So I'll go ahead and mention her name. Um, big up love and support to Joy. Uh, to Joy. And um, I also want to give kudos for self-awarenesses and things uh, of the other characters. Joy had uh, someone that was very interested in her that was in her number one from day one. And when he heard about her uh, sister passing and her having to leave the process, even though he uh, talked to a certain, uh, he tried to talk to some of the other women, he realized that uh, Joy was his number one. And so when she had to leave the process, uh, he felt like his time and his purpose was done there in, uh, in Ready to Love. So he decided to leave right uh, after her. And he um, did a very formal meeting letting everybody know he was going to leave. So I have to say uh, kudos to uh, Jay for realizing that and leaving the process. 
because he realized that he needed to be there for the woman that he loved. Also, <laughs> also, um, this whole thing with Joy's sister's sister dying also brought a, a powerful awareness to another um, man who she helped to see himself and she helped him to deal with some issues, some uh, emotional issues that he had been avoiding trying to block out and running from within himself. And she basically talked to him during their time of trying to see what each other was about and uh, fill out their relationship. She basically got him to open up and really consider seeing a counselor, not about their relationship, not about their issues, but about uh, his PTSD, about his uh, relationship with his father. Uh, he realized that he needed to see somebody uh, all about that, all because of joy. So when her sister died and she had to leave um, the process, he also said that because of her powerful, um, because of her powerful example and because of what she led him to do, that he feels that his love was not there because he feels like he was brought on the journey, not because he was in love with um, Joy, but he feel like he was brought on, on the journey to meet her, to get him to open up to a part of himself that he had been running away from. And so um, nephew Tommy uh, just told him that I believe you did find love. It wasn't with a woman, but I believe you learned how to, how to love yourself uh, and love yourself enough to get yourself some uh, assistance with what's going on within you. So that's how she touched his life. And that is how um, she touched Jay's life. So I have to say big ups to those two guys for doing what they know they needed to do for themselves. Um, however, I'm not going to name the episode about Edwin, and I'm not going to name the episode about Jay. Uh, the episode is going to be... Um, the episode is going to be called today. We're going to talk. We're going to call this episode Denise Disappointed Me. <laughs> Denise Disappointed Me. We we're just going to call it that because she just did. Because y'all were on here last episode that I gave her kudos for, um, you know, growing, getting over her jealousy, um, getting over her jealousy of not uh, uh, participating in the process the right way. Y'all were on here when I talked about that. 
y'all were on here when I uh, discussed about that. And I was giving her kudos for the work that she was, that she had done. Because it's, I mean, she had done some real work. And then y'all know that the other character that left the uh, episode, I was saying that she needed to be real with herself. But I was praising Denise for being real and for growth. However, in this episode, <laughs> I, I, I hate to say this because she made me, she made me eat my words because in this episode, she was full of crap. She was full of crap. So, uh, I got the full, I, I, I got it. I got the full, full title of this episode today. This episode going to be Denise, uh, Denise disappointed me and own your own stuff. Okay. Um, and I'm going to tell you why I say that because I gave her kudos, but this episode, she made me eat my words. Why? Because when she basically got hurt by what uh, her number one top pick, uh, that she wanted to leave the process or leave the show with, told her that he wanted to basically focus his attention on someone else. Instead of just owning the fact that she was hurt, instead of just owning the fact that, you know, she feel like she wasted her time, she feel like she um, did not get what she wanted, he was all, instead of just putting it out there and saying he was all that she wanted and that she was hurt over the process, she just begin to latch on to another guy named Anthony and say that he's been her number one. When if you watch the show, you already know that he was never nowhere in there. I mean, she she had a couple of nice dates with him, but it was only in response to what Calfani was doing because Calfani wasn't giving her all of his attention. And he wasn't focused all the way on her. He was making connections with other people, trying to see who he uh, best vibe with. So she got mad about that. And basically, um, Anthony was just a second choice for her. But when Cal Funny told her that he was focusing his sights on someone else, this is when she decided to say, uh, you know, I'm having feelings for Anthony. And I'm watching the I'm watching the show like this is this is this ain't good. This is a lie from the pit of hell. Because we all know viewers know that if we watch the show, that was never the case. You only you only uh got with Anthony 
or did those dates with Anthony to make Calfani jealous? It was not, you were never feeling Anthony. But however, when he told you this, now you have feelings for Anthony. And she admitted on the show that she just said that to see what Calfani would do. Okay. But now she says that I really feel for you. I really feel for our connection. And I caught something from you spiritually. And, and, and that's what I don't like about the church. And this is our takeaway from it other than just talking about the show. That's what I don't like about the church. Whenever we don't want to deal with something, whenever we don't want to speak about something, we try to spiritualize everything rather than saying what it is. We call somebody the devil. We call some, we try to put God on everything rather than just feeling, dealing, and healing uh, and, and expressing our true emotion. And we hide behind the Bible, not as a not as a tool to heal, but we hide behind the Bible as a tool to not deal with our stuff. Or we hide behind spirituality. And I don't like that about the church. And that's what I felt like she was doing. You didn't catch anything spiritual from Anthony because as far as I can tell, Anthony ain't spiritual, okay? Okay, but you had to do you had to do that like most people who are in the church or spiritual, they use it as a mask to mask what they really feel. And that does not heal you. That does not heal you. Dealing with what it really is. Saying it like a T.I. is bringing it out. Uh, there's something that I always say when I'm conducting deliverance or healing. Um, I always say up and out. Bringing it up and out with no religious mask, with no religious feelings on it. Bringing how you, your authentic feelings, your authentic expression to something. And then just saying what it is, that's what's going to heal you. And then taking your necessary time to heal. Taking your necessary time to heal. God gave everybody in the Bible time to heal. When somebody died in the Bible that was very close to someone, he gave them a time of mourning. And so don't listen to these people that tell you to just get over it. God won't give you time. Then you shouldn't sit there forever in a day, but you should take your time to heal right. And don't try to cover it up with, it. no, this is authentically what it is. I'm gonna call a spade a spade. I'm gonna call a thing a thing, beloved, as Ayama would say. I'm going to call a thing a thing because this is what's going on right now. And that's what I wish the church would do. I wish that we would take 
off the mask and be real. Not 66. Be real with how we feel. Be real with people and real with God. Because there's a lot of healing that could take place if we were. Okay? There's a lot of healing that could take place. There's a lot of realness and transparency that the world need from us that could take place. A lot of times people in the world don't deal with us because we're not real enough. Okay? We're not real enough. We don't deal with real life. You know? And so, uh, I didn't like that she tried to hide behind the Bible. She tried to play strategy between two men that ended up talking to each other and figuring her strategy out and then calling her on. Figuring her strategy out and figuring what she really was, that her feelings were not authentic, her feelings were not real, and they called her on it. And of course, she did like most, I'm not going to say all, but when most women are called on their stuff, they get mad at the person who called them on their stuff. And say, well, I don't need a man to validate me, or I don't need this, or I don't need that, because I came here and I'm all right. But I want to challenge us to do something. And I didn't even know that this podcast, when I did, this is why you got to obey God and do it when He tells you to do stuff. Because I didn't even know this podcast is going to go this way. But this is what I want us to challenge uh, us to do as the church. Challenge us to do, forget, even as church. Challenge us to do as people. Okay? What do I want to challenge us to do? I want to challenge us to be real. To be real with one another and to be real with our emotions. And when somebody calls us on our stuff, don't get mad. Examine it. Because I'm going to tell y'all some stuff. Back when I was really growing in God and learning how to walk in my call, first of all, as a prophet of God, as a pastor, when I was first learning how to do that, my spiritual father would call something, call me on my stuff, call me on some things that was in me that God had told him to go after with all vengeance, okay? And he did. And I'm sitting here today and I'm glad that he did, but it wasn't fun in the beginning because I was like everybody else. When you call me on my stuff, I go for you. I go for you and I get mad. But here's something that the Holy Spirit will often do to me. Whenever he called me on something and it was right and it was from God, God would say to me, uh, why are you still mad? Because he'll be done said in two or three days, uh, 
we be done had the conversation two or three days ago, and I'm still mad to my, I can't believe he, and, 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 and the Holy Spirit is saying, if it were not true, why are you still mad? If it were not true, why don't you just drop it and move on? The real reason why you still arguing about that, the real reason why days after it's over, you have to admit, you, you, you know some of that is true. So rather than getting mad at him, you need to deal with it if you still talking about the same old stuff. You need to deal with what's going on in you instead of getting mad at him. And I would have to do that. And I would have to grow. And I would have to go to him and say that was the word of the Lord. That was right. And, you know, a lot of times I had to apologize. Or a lot of times I had to sit in my room and just deal with myself. And so I want to challenge us to learn something, even though uh, Denise disappointed me and she didn't own her stuff. I want to challenge us to learn from her. And instead of getting mad when people call us on stuff that's true about us, own it and begin to deal with it, feel, deal, and heal. And then be real with your emotions. Don't try to hide behind the Bible. Don't try to hide behind this or that. Don't try to hide behind it. But use the Bible. Use the word of God. Use prayer as a source of healing for you in your life. Okay? So that is what I wanted to say. And I had, I felt like I needed to do it now. So that I could, so that it could be fresh and so that you can get my authentic thoughts in the moment, okay? In the moment. So I'm excited about this, um, about the fact that I have completed this episode. And I hope that the nugget that we took from this episode of Ready to Love that you all would work on it and tell me how your work is is going tell me how your assignment is going with yourself okay uh, i'm interested in hearing your feedback okay so if you if you listened to this podcast share share with me and let's talk and let's discuss on our singles page on our ministry page wherever else I'm going to share this podcast. Let's talk about it in the comments. All right. Bye-bye.